listening to the podcast and they hear me saying all this, it's like, you know what? Let's just like pull the rug out. <laughs> That'd be rude as hell. Oh, it happened like, before. It lasted. Oh yeah. We gave him a momentary of happiness and just, just pulled the rug. You know who also pulled the rug? Vader. Vader. Welcome back to Space Society Collective Podcast. That was like the worst transition. I know, I know. That was not. I, I like. I'm. I'm. That was not great. I'm so giddy. <laughs> I'm so giddy. I'm so happy, and I'm gay. You know, I feel. I feel betrayed. Much like I'm how so Luke pretty. Felt. I'm so pretty. <laughs> I don't care. I'm happy today. It's now only two, two, two. We're also doing. Happy two. We're finally, after a full entire year and two months, we're finally reviewing. Oh, two, two, Tuesday. Oh yeah, we're doing the Star Wars in review. I can't I'm... believe we're actually doing this. By the way, like there are at least tens of episodes mm-hmm. <laughs> where I did not think this would happen, and I'm very happy we're here. And here we are. Has it been planned for that long? Mm-hmm. It has. Been- talked about on the podcast since before the rebranding jesus yeah and desi's growing disdain over years for star wars is now famous in this podcast so the fact that we're having an entire thing here is like damn you know i'm glad i isn't super fond of star wars could not bring myself to Rewatch episode one and two. I just I tried and I couldn't. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it before we so we I can have like that clean slate of like everything is in my order from like worst to best. Mm-hmm. But I just I just couldn't do it. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get this joke out of the way really quickly. Benny and Benny, could you not bear it because it was like sand? It's coarse and it's rough (laughs) and it gets everywhere. I'll allow it. Not like you as I look at the dishes (laughs) like Book of Boba Fett. (laughs) (laughs) Before we get too far deep. (laughs) <laughs> Once again, welcome back. We have a full crew today. The oh, minus Ray. I keep forget. I keep on saying I'm gonna text Ray, but I keep forgetting. I will text Ray. Damn. <laughs> this, is not, this is not. This is this is not. This is not a pass. This is not a passive aggressive thing. I I literally say. Sure about that? I'm sure. No, I'm very sure. And my uh, aunt called me out on this. I will sit mm-hmm. and I will sit and be like, I'm gonna text, but then mm-hmm. I look up. The time is passed. I'm like. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, I played Mass Effect again for another 17 hours. Actually, cur- mm-hmm, cur- actually mm-hmm. cur- currently right now, I'm playing Dragon Age. That's Inquisition. a very specific number. <laughs> somewhere, in the multi- yeah. somewhere in the multiverse, you'll see the num- number of hours of the video games I clocked in on Xbox and on PlayStation. Somewhere in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. I can't play a video game longer than, like, four hours at a time. I have done. Uh, I have pulled all nighters. Jesus! Like I don't think you're yeah. ever gonna feel like that game is retro at any point. No, because you will have just been playing it so constantly for so long. It'll be like, no, like what do you mean it's retro? Like 
Like I this do, game I, just came out. I do have I do I do have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a problem. Okay. <laughs> you know, admitting you have a problem is the first step towards getting help. And no, actually, this this past um, when I, with my doctor's appointment, um, I don't mind being this personal. I did a re- um, ask for a referral to see a therapist. Hey, you know, good for you, man. I feel like everyone should, at least at some point, because it's like it's it's important to check up on your own mental health as much as your physical health. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs therapy. Everybody. I needs- mean, with the way this economy is going, it isn't getting better anytime soon. Yeah. But here, okay, everyone on this planet has, in the past three fucking years, dealt with COVID. Um. Passings. People in the U.S. and probably maybe people around the world. I don't know. They maybe not care that much about politics, but like had a very like insane political year, 2020 and 2021. Yeah. Um, we were on the brink of World War Three, um, and corporations are being shitty little greedy assholes and raising the prices, and people keep calling it inflation instead of corporate greed. So, long story short, we all need fucking therapy after these last three fucking years. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Big time. And, and the world of Cyberpunk 2077 and Watch Dogs 2 is coming to life. Yo, Idiocracy is coming to life. Oh, that was always here. That was always here. It was always here. It just, oh my god, it's just now we have social media. Yo, they didn't have social media in Idiocracy. Mm. Yeah, they didn't have social media Fucking in Idiocracy. Fucking idiots. Oh, anyway. Um, anyway, on the show today we have the Dame Alamaray Hello. We have the Grey Jedi herself. Benny Lombardo. Sup. <laughs> Finally making their appearance. Well, wait, it was appearance two? Appearance one? Their official appearance on podcast. Back for the first time. <laughs> Jason Dean. Yeah, this is first appearance. Okay. That's why I said back for the first time. And our guest, just uh, uh, conscientious observer, Oz. <laughs> Watching from the shadows. They're probably taking a smoke break, but I'll be here. Um, once again, if Ray, you're listening to this, I'm. I'm this is not passive aggressive. I legit forget. No. I legit do forget to text. I that is that is a, that is a habit I need to break. I do forget the text. Sounds break. like it's a subconscious dig. Ray, I'm gonna Ooh. apologize for him if this is legitimately how you're finding out. Yeah. <laughs> Like seriously, I I gotta work on that. But one little news item, and besides, yes, I do have a love hate relationship with Star Star Wars, but not Star Trek. Star Trek, Star Trek Four. Hold on, Oz says said I'm here, but I'm not going to be trapped into recording. Ha ha. ha. (laughs) So they will just be like Emperor Palpatine. Way to call him out. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 Chilling in the shadows. Not be a call out. I'm calling people out. I'm having fun. All right. I'm happy today. I am happy today. I never seen uh, Star Wars and don't want to. I want. <laughs> you know what? Valid. Star Wars objector. Thank you for being more support. But then it also does like our calls the demo who would not finish 
the first season of fucking Supernatural. Okay, that's not fair because we literally watched like six episodes in a row last night. All right, that's six episodes. We are very close to the end of season one. I have to defend that. Okay. And I was literally, I was the one, I was the one that was talking about like, hey, do you want to stay up till like two in the morning and we can marathon all the way through season one? Okay. Okay. That show is not worth that, my bam. <laughs> No, I'm not lying. Why are you saying I'm lying, Oz? I am not lying. I said that. We had this conversation. I am sipping tea. God, I wish we was on YouTube right now. (laughs) Anyways, Star Wars. So, real quick, Star Trek 4 is greenlit. Chris Pine has made a deal, and he's coming back as Captain Kirk. But J.J. Abrams doubled down. Anton Yelchin, would, um, his character would not be Chekhov would not be recast. You know that's fair. That's fair. Like, I'm excited to see the old cast return. Well, not old cast, but you know what I mean. The Jesus, it's weird to say old cast. I'm excited to see the J.J. Abrams cast return. Mm-hmm. However, I do respect the thing of like, yeah, we're not going to recast, you know, Anton because. I feel like the way, like we we were talking about this right mm-hmm. the way that Star Trek has always been they can have it without um they can have it without him yeah it's because I know that, I think if I remember correctly er, um like early episodes of the original series Chekhov was technically not there right so they can do a movie without him but it's still it's still like that core group and this is like how. <laughs> Even if they weren't doing the movie together, you just see how close they are, like outside of the movie. Mm-hmm. So, it's one of those kinds of things where like the cast knows each other more intimately, theoretically. But then again, it could also be for appearances. I don't know. We're in the simulation. But, uh, weird but also, R.I.P. John Cho's hair. He's gonna have to cut it. I like. Yeah, I like. Uh, his, I like his hair long hair. Oh, they're gonna have to cut his, his hair. beautiful Spike Spiegel hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're God, he looks so good as Spike Spiegel, motherfuckers. Like they did they, of a lot of things they did with that uh, show, they they got the like st- the visual style very very down. Yep. Dude looked good. Damn. Well, now to a galaxy far far away. Star Wars Episode One. Oh, also, we're not gonna do a recap of the entire movie like I did for Ghostbusters Afterlife last week. Yeah. It's safe oh, to thank God. People, it's safe to assume most people have seen it. Not everyone, but it's safe to assume. True, but I, I don't want people like who listen to the last episode. Like, oh, they're gonna probably recap the entire movie. No, I recapped the entire movie to fill time. Yeah, because <laughs> I was by myself well, last week. <laughs> so I'm wondering, is there a general structure of how you want to discuss the movie? How we've been doing the MCU shows. Oh, okay. Break it down: our likes, our dislikes. Um, Bringing down how the writing is, directing style, and yep. <laughs> leading You're up to this, welcome. we we have opinions. We've been having opinions that was not recorded. That that is a suit. Oh, ho, ho. you want to talk about writing? And we're starting with episode one and two. Oh <laughs> yeah, just wait till we get to episode three. Woo! I have so many opinions about that. I got the gasoline and the lighter right here, ready to go to flame episode three. Oh, 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 oh. Now, if you are listening to this and you are a Star Wars fan right. and, you, and you love the prequels, this is not the episode. These episodes well, are not the ones you do. I was going to say, 
I was going to say, should we preface where we stand as general Star Wars fans in different ways, whether we're fans or not, but just like our, our current stance, just so that it's a little bit more in context for this conversation? Yes. Okay, so I personally, I'm coming from, from it as someone who saw the original trilogy first, uh, grew up watching the new trilogy in theaters, um, watched the animated shows and read a good amount of legacy content just before they rebooted it and have been trying to currently catch up with the current content that's been out in the books and stuff. So I have like that. That's where I'm coming from at this. I enjoy it. I understand there's a lot of fucking flaws and I laugh a lot at a lot of the flaws and I realize it's not perfect, but I'm also not an apologist. I do realize there's like fucking problems with it. However, there is really good shit. That's where I'm coming from. Whoever want to go first, Benny, Jason. Well, uh, I'm so oh. sorry. I zoned out a little bit. I got distracted because apparently um, the movie stars of Star Trek didn't even know that a Star Trek movie was being worked on in the works. Ooh. Wow. Update on that. <laughs> sorry. Oh. I got. I fell down that rabbit hole real hard because I was like, ooh, new Star Trek movie and then I'm like, and none of the actors knew about it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Right. Getting sucked into the black hole. Okay, I'm going to turn that off now and then refocus back on what folk we're supposed to be talking about. You so... Know. Sorry. Yeah, let's not make um, let's not make this the INDB episode or the one. Oh no, I'll go I'll go down that goddamn rabbit hole again. Please don't. So your stance on Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. Okay. Um what is your general? It is great and terrible in equal measure. Um the fans are some of the best people I've ever met and also some of the worst people I have ever met. And it can go so much farther than it has, but people are scared to because of the shitty toxic fans. Yep. And they are their own worst enemies. That's a good stance. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. I I did not watch Star Wars until January of 2022. And I watched it specifically <gasps> so that I could do these episodes. Um, I'm going to say, I, I do understand completely why people say the prequels are shit. I have so many opinions on that. I do not yeah. like the prequels like most Star Wars fans. Um, I think it's okay. I do not understand, though, why it became such a big thing in pop culture and why it's so worshipped as a series. Because it, it does have a lot of flaws in it. Yeah. I would, honestly, I would, pos I would posit that most of the initial, like, fervor for it came from the fact that those visuals did not exist anywhere like yeah. the 70s. Like, honestly, I, I, to me, I think that's one of the major things of, like, why it got mm -hmm. popular initially, but... Yeah, I can't appreciate that Star Wars did offer a lot of groundbreaking things to the, the film industry, like, in terms of physical and, um, like, uh, 
graphic effects and such. Mm-hmm. But like the the story itself isn't really that interesting. It's kind of yeah. generic almost. Yeah. No, no, yeah. <laughs> it's so it's it's kind of like um almost like the OG Avatar. So like when Avatar first came out, shit was like amazeballs because people are like oh my god look yeah. at how beautiful these fucking visuals are oh this is amazing like just wowed by that shit but like you go back and watch it and you're like this is pretty mm-hmm. basic ass it's basically dances with but, yes in space oh. and I, like, I watched it in release order too so I started with episode 4 which I don't know why they did that but well originally it wasn't quote unquote episode 4 it was just Star Wars originally was See, it really? Yeah. I have a conspiracy theory that like George Lucas was like, Oh yeah, no, totally I meant to do other movies before this. We just weren't there. Yeah. Like technology wise, and I'm just like, I think that's bullshit, sir, but whatever. Yeah, my general thoughts on Star Wars and it's been doc- well documented, but going back watching them all. I have not watched um, Han Solo yet. That's valid. I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm I'm preparing myself mentally. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait for your thoughts on that. <laughs> I like. Yeah, just... are we doing, so are we doing this chronologically? Yes, chronologically. Chrono- ah, chronologically. Uh, yes, we're doing it in line. <laughs> but okay. by the timeline, not by release date. Timeline. Okay. Yeah. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Well, yes. then timeline wise, we should be starting with Solo. I no. did not watch Solo. I are talking timeline wise, straight up, we need to watch Solo. In the, it, it seems like nobody really. I think Solo took place after. It took. I have right here. At least two before. It takes place before any of the events of Episode Four because literally, it's it's it includes like when Han met Chewie. Yeah, but I think didn't that happen between episodes three and four, or was it two and four? I can't remember. Three, oh, one of those. three and four. Minute. I'm I'm an idiot. No, the oldest content is fucking uh, episode one is technically chronologically older, no matter what, because yeah. duh, I'm thinking after the fall of the Republic. I'm so turned around. Star <laughs> Wars is confusing. Okay, the oldest content uh, of the mainline movies is episode one. That's my bad. Here is the review order. <laughs> like, we, we're starting now. Star Wars Episode 1, Phantom Mentis. Phantom Menace. Mentis, what the fuck. Episode 2, <laughs> Attack of the Clones. Extra credit, the, the Clone Wars. Mentos that they used in um, Star Wars Universe. Yeah. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Star Wars, um, Solo, a Star Wars story. Star Wars Rogue One. Then, Episode 4, 5, and 6. Then the sequel trilogies, Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker. Nice. Okay. Um, like I was saying, I'm, I'm preparing myself. I, out of all these movies, I like Rogue One more. Rogue One was honestly masterfully done, in my opinion. I think it's one of the best Star Wars movies out. Um, so my general consensus over Star Wars it's the inconsistencies, just the. I feel George Lucas should have done the sequel, the prequel trilogies first, and then it would look hella weird, but. And we wouldn't have Mark Hamill, but you could do. They could have done the original trilogy. Oh, ah, 
Oh, I got. Oh, I got to trim my beard. Ah. <laughs> yes, he got beard tied. No, I got beard in my fucking hair, my mouth. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's what he meant. So you know tongue tied. Whatever. Beard, beard tied. <laughs> You know, I'll go I got your joke. Go. I got your joke. Thank you. I don't even have a beard, and I got it. Thank you. you know, I'll go with my 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 thoughts on. I'm Steve trying to get one. I ain't got one, but I got it. <laughs> I'll go with my thoughts on what Lucas should have done. Let me go further. This down. podcast but, should be called Star Wars Episode One: Dad Jokes. Star Wars Episode One: Where's my beard? <laughs> the Phantom Beard. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible, just horrible. Desi's just like really questioning his life decisions right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or he's choking on a hairball. <laughs> there you go. Or would it be a beard ball? I don't know. What would it be? I feel like hairballs. Technically, yeah. The Death Star. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. I don't think anyone at Lucasfilm. This is just my opinion. I don't. I don't speak for anyone on this panel and any other Star Wars fans. It's just my opinion. I think those at Disney and Lucasfilm specifically don't know what the fuck they're doing with their own property. I agree with you. When you get right into this, just the prequels and the sequel trilogy, what were you fucking thinking? You had prequels. Um, the prequels is his own thing. You had a wealth of history of material to use, and they were like, "Yes, they." <laughs> for the audio listeners, I feel like there needs to be just a tiny little asterisk next to that mm-hmm. thing. Yep. That point. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Asterisk to the point, um, but also a lighter was used. All your listeners. They burned it. They burned, burned the ex- your beard. No, they burned the extended um, universe. The legacy. They burned the extended universe and made it legacy content. Yeah. Oh. Damn. Um, Did you guys know that about Star Wars when Disney bought it? Yeah. yeah. I, I did not. They yeah. treated all this uh, material as non-canonical to the movies. Yep. They like when Disney for for those that are not aware of it. When Disney purchased the Star Wars IP, they basically took all of the extended universe content, which which includes all the books, all the comics, years, decades of content, and said, none of that is canon anymore. That None of that has to do with the mainline movies anymore. We're making our own universe. And which, that I is think... just another example of Disney what? fucking shit up. Like, what? Yeah. I also kind of understand because it's sort of what they did with Marvel so the Marvel movies while they do sometimes follow the plot points of the comics they are their own separate yeah but but you have to admit the Marvel movies like the difference there is that they may not they may not be following the same storylines but they do not disavow any of the content and they do not say that all of this content that the entire fan base is around uh, does not count anymore. And if you want to get with understand any of this, you have to forget about all of that. Like oh, they have inspiration from those comics, 
but they don't disavow them. And I think Feige also like has done like these are the issues that they we use and like if so if like people wanted to read them, like they literally Marvel will like literally post this is the issues that the movie has was um rep um referencing. So like if I think on um, Marvel Unlimited they do have like MCU like adjacent so like each Marvel movie and they show like each the, um, the comics that goes toward to that movie and I'm like wow I did not realize Marvel Unlimited did that and then uh, after my week my free week trial went out I canceled it like not get my money I'm sorry I, I don't have no money <laughs> free comics <laughs> like <laughs> I understand why they did it I don't agree but then the crappy thing after that is like okay fine you made the entire fan base be like regardless of whether you're toxic or not you made the entire fan base be like okay so what now and then the entire time since then it's basically just been cherry picking out specific things and they're saying okay now this counts again this counts again this counts again yeah and they're basically just bringing it piece by piece back exactly not exactly what it was but they're bringing back main things where it's just like okay even the idea of like in the last movie well, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get there when we get there. Mm-hmm. Point is, they 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 disavowed all of the content, mm-hmm. and then now they're pulling pieces of that content back, and they're saying, "Just kidding, just kidding." Mm-hmm. Now it counts again. Now it counts again. Because yeah, the thank you for saying it. Because the point I was going to make, it would have went towards future spoilers for the um, sequel trilogy. So I'll just rein myself. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, you know what? We'll get there when we get there. But that's like my main point with that. Um, it's just like we have Clone Wars. Clone Wars is not bad. The Bad Batch is not bad. Um, yeah. Rebels is not bad. But the fact that you have to create the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and you know what? Fuck it. I'm sorry. Boba Fett should not have a TV show. That should have. That, that... Minan Win's character should have got a TV show. You give a person who had no lines except for one. Ah! In a literal fucking pit. That's it. And he gets I mean, a show. He had more lines than that. But I, I, cool. I, I, I'm just, I'm I get what I, you're saying. I'm nitpicking. I know. But Ming Na Wen's character is so fucking interesting. She's the, she's literally the only reason why I'm going to give the book of Boba Fett a chance, is because of her and Jennifer Beals as a Twi'lek. Holy shit! Somebody showed me a picture. I was like, oh damn, Jennifer Beals. You mean Jessica? No. Am I thinking of a different person? You think about Jessica Beals. Justin Timberlake's wife. Jennifer Beals. She's Flashdance. Flashdance. L word. Oh yeah, that's right. Yo, how right, the hell just right side side, side tangent. Was it Flashdance or the L word that got you to remember who she was? L word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare hey, you flame me for this. <laughs> I'm not going to flame you. I watched L Word throughout the entire. Alright. Yeah. Alright. Old school Desi. Like, it's Desi one of those like? things like most people have never seen Flashdance, but you show them that one scene and they're going to be like, oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that one. Yep. That one. That dance. Yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Episode one. We're finally there. We're finally there. It took us uh, 27 minutes. We're finally here to finally talk about episode one. Because <sighs> 20 years, that's fine. Yeah. I hope. So, if they do another three movies, 
right quick. What is there to say that has not already been said by entire droves of people? I'm genuinely sad we have to talk about episode one because I thought you guys had talked about it last week, so I was at least going to be jumping into episode two. Last (laughs) week. But no. Last week, no one was here. I literally just said I I did Ghostbusters um, on my own. On my own. It was literally called, literally, go on Spotify, SoundCloud, and and, um, Apple Podcasts, and look for the solo cast, episode five. Yeah, it's the long the long Ghostbuster. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So today we have episode one and two. We can jump right over to Clone Wars. We can. Okay. The only thing that I have to say is um, the duel of fates hit me in a very different way mm-hmm. after after a video essay that I watched really kind of breaking down the idea behind like the symphony and how it plays to like the duel of fates not being just the fate of Qui-Gon Jinn but Mm -hmm. the overall of Anakin and how he would be later on in his journey as a Jedi like that kind of a thing was very interestingly pointed out in that that's something that I took away that was new from this to me other than that I have nothing new to say about episode one actually I actually I technically do Going replaying, well, not re first time getting through Knights of the Old Republic while concurrently watching episode one, two, and three. Like, my perceptive perception of the Jedi and the Sith is now skewed. Like, I get why there should be some form of order and why a person should be restricted on their feelings, but I and also let's talk about the extended material because Luke. And you're marrying Mara Jade. It shows you can be in Jedi and be in love and not go over and be fuckboy yeah. Anakin. Yeah, that was supposed to be a big thing. <laughs> like, I mean, it, the, it, it takes a Bioware game to actually show this and extended materials. But it's like my perception of like, legacy content. Like, this is sh- why I think the Star Wars fandom is so just divided divided toxic it like toxic on one hand pretty chill on the other because that is the core of the story there's not really any nuance to star wars it's either good or bad there's no there's no shades of gray and anytime they try and bring in the Shades of Grey. Now, this is, again, just talking canonical movies. Don't come at me with, like, the books, because the books do show a shit ton more depth. Like, amazeball sauce, but whatever. (laughs) But, like, movie-wise, it is strictly good or bad. And it just has so many unearned redemptions but we can get to those later mm-hmm. later on down in, in the movies yeah. Damn, um, i need to ask you yeah. before we continue doing more of these episodes mm. how much am i allowed to put in from the book content go as hard as you want to man thank you okay <laughs> i uh, just i'm just wondering because it's like god there's so much book content that 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 provides actual backstory to certain things where it's just like okay i feel like if you're watching the mainline movies by themselves, yes, they are very horrible. 
The only reason I can bear them is because I know what's going on in the background now. Mm. <laughs> like, straight <laughs> up. Because I agree with you. There is no nuance to certain to like a good chunk of those movies. But when you read the backstory stuff and when you have that context, it's like, oh, okay. Now there is nuance, and it feels like it feels like watching. What does it feel like watching? It feels like watching a movie that you already know every line of except that movie's just really bad you know what it's mm. like watching so okay. it's like watching episode one okay god damn it um jason <laughs> yeah. have, you, have you seen um the clone wars animated movie yet um i have not i have seen um one through six and number seven but i watched number seven when it came out and i watched it specifically so i could look at adam driver Okay, okay, what the barrel chest? Listen, I when that movie came out, I was in high school. I think I was like a sophomore or a junior, and I was into like the emo sad boys. Okay, like I'm, just I'm saying, not saying like my through a doorway straight <laughs> just to see the most adorable hand touch in the history of movies. Just kidding, it wasn't that at all. But it was just I mean, so funny how hyped it, up the fucking hand touch was. Contrived kiss, but we're jumping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Benny. Thank you. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I enjoyed the Chinese food I had before this podcast. Okay. Um, so good time. I don't see Anakin and Pat make kiss. No. Ahsoka Tano. I like Ahsoka. She should. This is also going back to what Beanie said about good and evil and how the like being. If you um, and this also ties to Ahsoka a little bit. Like, it's not. I want to drive drive. It's not wrong to talk about your emotions and your feelings. I hate the fact that the Jedi's have to be so reserved, and then you have the Sith who are so overt with them. Is like to the point where, yeah, you you are the line. Live long enough to be the villain. Like. Like I get it, but like you twisting what you're trying to do, and you becoming Anakin, which just derails shit. But Ahs- but when it comes to Ahsoka, seeing her journey, like that is what technically pulled me back watching these movies because I was so intrigued. Why was she so cold hearted to Luke in a recent episode? Uh, am I gonna? I forget. Uh, not to spoil if no one got that far, uh, Boba Fett. I just watched the clip, and it was like. Why is Ahsoka so cold-hearted? I was like, she was so, like, not only gun-ho, but all through, you see her journey through Clone Wars, and then you get to the last two episodes of Clone Wars, and she's like, it's like she's grown. Like, she's one with the Force, but not going over to the Like, she's one with her emotions, essentially. And she's okay with that, but then you get to... This clip I saw from Book of Boba Fett, I'm like, all right, how you get this cold hearted, and you felt like you finally was balanced. Like they need when this get to the Ahsoka show, I need to see this. Oh, you mean you would be perfectly fine when your best friend and mentor turns to the dark side, betrays you, and single-handedly murders all of these Jedi children while helping execute Order sixty six and murder the rest of the Jedi. Thing, so you end up being one of the last few Jedi still 
in existence and all you can do is run and hide so you don't get killed by the forces that are hunting you you're gonna be happy-go-lucky daisy person there can i be sir? Can, I fin can i finish ma'am sir ma'am sir ma'am ma'am that's right all right you left your jaw on the table no my jaw is not on the table i'm i'm here i like i was gonna get to that but thank you oh mm -hmm, sure you were okay whatever Come to the dark side ever so closely. Desi to Seth make. I may be Desi to Seth by the end of this episode. You're so cold hearted, Des. Why are you getting so cold hearted? I'm not cold. I hate the cold. I, no, I never, I never freeze. There we go. I never I would freeze. Like, I would like to point out that that is one of the big context things that unfortunately the movies do not do a good job of telegraphing however is kind of like a thematic point is that is ex the idea of of like the, the the exact idea that des brought up of like i don't like how the jedi are are stopping their emotions and they're like trying to keep themselves from attachments and things like that that is kind of the point of the thematic idea at least theoretically of the first three episodes being that the Jedi fell and were able to be duped by Palpatine so fully and so so swiftly because they became blind to those things they eventually did lose sight of what it was to actually be like a regular person or not a regular person but like a person who is one with the force what that means including all the emotions that they're not just afraid of it's like they cut off everything but their pride. Exactly. They cut off and everything but their pride, and that was their fall. They yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, this is their downfall. I just. <sighs> the goddamn prequels could have been so much better than they were. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you guys know I've said this before the biggest downfall of the prequel movies is that they were written and directed by. George Lucas. Yeah. He didn't have anyone else helping him, like, <laughs> filter out his stupidest fucking ideas or help, um, let's say, bring balance to the movies. Um, do I feel like when Damn, you that's say, kind of ironic. Did we all have the exact same um, uh, example in our heads when you mentioned, like, dumbest ideas? Ooh, what was everyone's idea in their head? When they heard the thought of George Lucas's dumbest ideas in the prequels. First one is George Urbanks. That Straight was up. exactly what I thought of too. I was like, how many people? George Urbanks becoming Banks? a senator. But, oh. Okay, so that I could almost forgive. Like urge to kill. Uh, like rising. they were looking for a politician in the most Qualified but, person in the room was Jar Jar Binks. Urges to kill, rising. But again, it just proves the thing of like that, like they were doing that on purpose so that way Palpatine could get in power because he was influencing it at a level to where he knew that he needed characters that were stupid. Just, uh, okay. I, uh, okay. So, <laughs> the heavy sigh. 
also, um, spoiler alert. I, mean, like, I hate the logic in that. I love, no, like, like, but it's so true. It's so true. But like, okay, audience, it could have it could have just been two. so much better because you know he takes a lot of like real world inspiration like he made trade disputes as interesting as it could be but like when you put it to like real world shit now where you're just like oh you know say maybe um putin putting a blockade around ukraine right now maybe you know uh putin um uh uh making a a pack deal with three mock nations to quote unquote yeah. uh, come up with with reasons to uh protect those new nations packs and uh fill up troops along the border in ukraine but that's a little too real <laughs> that's just i mean i'm just saying like that's just current events <sighs> to our ukrainian so, listeners um thoughts uh, life imitates <laughs> art so i'm just like he made this shit as interesting as possible but he also fluffed this out like way more than necessary. We literally did not need Jar Jar Binks, and I can't even remember what happened. But I remember there was just the part they had to go underwater to talk to his people, mm-hmm. and then like yeah. the king was like, "Whatever, go away." And can we also <laughs> how Anakin? Anakin became a Jedi through some, like, Pokemon trainer-ass bullshit. <laughs> he was, like, seven Dude. years old when his okay. mom was okay. like, it's no. up to you if you no. want to be a Jedi Knight. I'm going to admit something right now. There was a book that I read when I was, like, 13 that I used to love reading. Like, between maybe, like, the ages of, like, 10 to 13. I don't remember exactly. But it was a book that was written, quote-unquote, from the perspective of Anakin during those years as he was, like, training very... Uh, early on with Qui-Gon like before he left Tatooine and it was like him talking to his mom about leaving and it was like his journal entry stuff and it was a back then it was official (laughs) like I remember reading that stuff and just being like damn like this kid like legit wanted to like be a Jedi Knight for like a good reason but did never even in those writings never understood why he had to uh, leave his mom behind. See, okay. Here's how I think episode one would have been vastly improved just by cutting out that whole first, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. And it starts with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan in the escape shuttle ship, whatever. They're trying to flee the blockade. They got fucking Queen Amidala with them. It's all under fire. Everything that basically happens in like the middle of the movie or whenever the hell it was. Yeah. Like, I can't really just remember that. That's again why I bring up the Duel of Fates thing. And then oh. they crash land on Tantooine. And so it is, it's basically, it's sort of like the opening to the first Star Wars movies with the whole pew pew because everyone quickly picked up on like oh hey this tiny little ship with that princess is obviously looking like the good guys and she's sending this droid off to this fucking planet below to try and escape from these bad guys we can easily pick up on that shit like don't need anything else and so then it like then everything else can fucking happen they crash land they're trying to get off they discover 
sweet, innocent, stupid Anakin. <laughs> Are you an angel? I love how you describe him. It's so accurate. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey there, pretty lady. I like you. God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait until you turn seventeen. Till you turn eighteen, we can start a relationship. Oh, no, no. he just obsesses no. over her too for like eighteen years. Yes. Yes. He gets real stalkery, right? It's yeah, it's so like that wasn't creepy. a red flag for the Jedi's. So creepy, like, ugh. <laughs> it's like he's waving the red flag, like proudly. Yeah. <laughs> You his know. clothes his clothes are just nothing but red flags. Like that he's just wearing the red flags at this point. Just I I, I mean, will say I do like the decision to make him wear darker clothes throughout the, the prequel trilogy. Yeah. The mm-hmm. the swap from light to dark colors. Mm-hmm. I will say that was well done. But a little bit yeah. on the news. <laughs> it was uh it was one of the and it's it's another point, actually, like, further on that, that in the books, at certain descriptions, they do have, like, par- uh, parts where they talk about, like, how during the Clone Wars, um, Anakin and Obi-Wan started wearing, like, ar- like armor and stuff on their arms and stuff like that. But it, it was kind of one of those things where, like, Anakin started wearing armor and would not take it off in places where he was supposed to and uh kind of became a thing and then they dismissed it and kind of like let it go under the rug without really questioning him too much once the clone wars became more intense oh Hmm. oh my god i can't remember what it was if it was like screen crush screen ran but they did like this little breakdown video of talking about like obi-wan and how like his fighting style changed from episode one to all of that and i was like holy shit because there's different forms of lightsaber styles exactly there's different forms of like fighting styles and yeah. that, like i love that they brought that up because that's the first time in a video on youtube i've seen that and not just read about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like okay that shit's amazing okay cool see it's like little details like that are yeah, that's this... just fascinating to me. You know, that's that's sort of the things that kind of brings up the the rewatchability. Where I'm like, oh, okay, so now I gotta like look out for those little changes, yeah. things like that, not stupid bullshit callbacks. JJ yeah. Abrams, exactly. JJ, it's it's also why. JJ. Uh, so yeah, the like what what Benny's talking about. If if you guys are not aware of what we're talking about. Um, there was a video that, that, uh, she brought up that talks about like how Obi-Wan's style changed after the duel of fates, because Obi-Wan as a character studied a very specific style of lightsaber, uh, technique while, um, while he was still a Padawan under Qui-Gon Jinn and it was very focused, like the type, I don't remember exactly what it was, but the style he had was a lot more focused on power attacks. And a lot more focused on like trying to throw your opponents off balance, but um, but it was a very like quick and quick and relatively like not easy, but relatively more straightforward kind of um, uh, fighting style. And after the duel of fates, he dropped that as his main focus and went to a more basic style that centered around defense and centered around uh, uh, 
like parrying, which basically made him a perfect, like uh, unknowingly, also made him a perfect counter to Dooku's style, which was very much about like parrying and overwhelming based off of different angles, which is why he had the curved blade. Like I, I can go on about those fighting styles, which is a whole reason why like Dooku versus Yoda, even though is like technically a proficient, like really amazing scene to watch. When you real, when you like read about the intensity behind that fight, it's a lot more. It's a lot less about oh my god, look at how crazy Yoda's flipping around, and a lot more about how Dooku is very specifically trying to um, make sure that he is not on his feet. And forcing him to use the force to make him move, because otherwise Yoda would overwhelm his style. I don't have the blurb up, so just picture them. The more you know. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna try to stay out of the books as much as possible. But like, and I say, no, keep oh, going into the book. I would say this. Those who are listening, don't expect episode one and two by the end of this podcast to go over. A two out of five. It's going to be a one out of five. It's like rock, paper, scissors. (laughs) There's an entire book that is canon now. It's Mm -hmm. one of the first one of the first books in the series that is all about Dooku when he was younger. And it's about the story of like how Dooku came to leave the Jedi Order. And technically, like, the reason he was always called Count Dooku and not Sith, even though he has Sith Tyrannus, he is called Sith Tyrannus only amongst the Sith and with, like, Darth Sidious. But he always went by Count Dooku because he never fully accepted the dark side of the Force because he only ever used it to technically free his planet. And after disagreeing with, like, Yoda on a very specific like uh, uh jet like level that's why yoda felt more um upset over the fall of anakin and more invested in trying to focus on anakin because there was a previous disagreement where he ended up losing count dooku or just dooku because he was never count until he saved his own planet but he he uh as an apprentice left the order after having that like hard disagreement and didn't even have like during all of that didn't even have a red lightsaber it wasn't even him as a sith it was like him him leaving the jedi order from differences of a of like morality and and like and power you know it would have been great to see that in that would have been really cool to see he also has dragons on his planet so that's a whole thing that would have been great to see in the in in prequel movies god damn it I'm, I'm tired of the Skywalkers. I'm mm-hmm. fucking tired of the Skywalkers. See, this is why it's like, there's so much good prequel era content that just doesn't exist in the fucking movies. It's just, oh, it's again, it's a stupid nostalgia thing. So like the first six movies, I can understand being the whole skywalker saga like because the first one you got you know luke skywalker and then the twist that darth vader was his dad like you're like oh okay now we we would love to know the faults of the dark side so like i can understand it but like the other ones to be so wrapped up around them i'm like why i think that's why i love just 
the Mandalorian so much because it's not involved with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, Luke makes a cameo in there, which is like great and perfect, but it's a tiny little one. It's just a little. It's a little. It's a tiny one. It's tiny. And then he's gone, and it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's an IP that I think we were talking about this the other day, like maybe not on podcast, but uh, do you? How many of you guys know the video game Star Wars Republic Commando? I'm aware of it. Never I played it. I vaguely remember it. So, like, basically, it's another property that I would have loved to see any sort of like like graphic content of. Like if, if it was a movie or like a short series or something, but it was a it was about like a group of it was a video game where you played as the leader of a group of uh, Republic commandos. They were clone like special clones that were made to basically be like the SEAL Team Six of the clone armies. Their version of the Bad Batch before the Bad yeah, Batch. Yeah, exactly. And they and they were like uh, they were the ones that were sent in during the Battle of Geonosis to try to take out high-value targets that were, like, um, uh, like actively commanding the battlefields and stuff like that. Like, it, it, like it had them going through the different, uh, C- like, CIS um, uh, droid factories and fighting Geonosians, and, like, they, there's, like, an entire, like, kind of system between, like, the different brothers and their, you know relationships that's content that could have been ripe for for any kind of novelization or like visual representation other than the video game and And it's in there it's just sitting there and it was an original xbox game and i still play it and i still love it there would have been a rogue squadron movie i don't even know if rogue squadron has been shelved or is still gonna happen i wanted to i'm pretty sure it got cut and canceled i think it went the way of um uh fucking uh 13th 1313 fucking lucasfilm like i want to see patty jenkins do a fucking star wars top gun that would have been sick i was excited for that give me fucking hype for something that's not jedi or sith related and then we don't get it we're not gonna get it now well i feel like we're starting to get more exploration on like the things that um on the things uh, we're getting more exploration on like things that are not the force specific or like Jedi specific content anymore. But that's and although some of it is still like reminiscing on like the old stuff, I feel like we're starting to finally move in that direction. Yeah, but that's on TV. I mean, like in terms of film. Yeah, well, I mean, even in film, like for example, like Solo. Solo doesn't. I know you haven't seen it, but it doesn't have any like jedi stuff technically true yeah because it was because like you said it was eventually got to it but i think they felt oh rogue one did well because we didn't have no jedis we can do it again but with a popular known character which is on solo yeah and look what happened yeah honestly i think that was that was another example of corporate greed (laughs) like it proved like rogue one did very well and it proved like you do not need the the only person who's in source material was um um oh my god forrest whitaker played him his name was is literally there on the top of thank you yeah like he appeared in the in the cartoon in the um and i think um rebels and clone wars yep he's your only connection in this in in that in rogue one but he was a cameo yeah and that was it but 
there's a large galaxy out there. That is true. So it I, also I, gave us like peak Vader dad jokes, and I was yeah there oh, for it. Th- uh, I will give him this: those last few minutes of Rogue One, of Vader just wrecking shit on that ship. I was like, the only time I ever smiled ear to ear at a Star Wars movie. It was it was one of those things where like. When I saw that, I was like, holy crap, this is why people feared Vader. And I was like, give that stuntman his props. I've never seen Darth Vader move that fucking fast. Like, the only time I'd ever seen Vader, like, fight like that was in, was after playing Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a great opening. Like, Black. damn. How was it? You want to know something interesting about the fighting style of Vader changing after the suit? Yes, please. Hit us. So, so there was a very specific thing where obviously um, uh, Anakin had to learn how to fight differently after he lost his hand, and he did because he, it, you know, he got the robot hand, but he didn't have to change up too much after he was burned and put into the suit, and he became like Darth Vader as like is iconic. Um, his mobility was massively like like uh, uh, affected, and they they talk about that in the books, and they talk about that a lot in like a lot of the other content and stuff, where his mobility became so shit. Uh, so he was not nearly as agile, but what he did have was a lot more strength. So he made his lightsaber, like the red one, a variable length lightsaber that he could change the the size of on the fly. So that way he could overwhelm and um, um, surprise opponents in different ways. Like he suddenly have reach or wouldn't or be able to move it or undercut or things like that. And that lent itself more to him being only able to like attack with huge power moves. So they, so he adjusted for his style like Anakin thinks um, even before he changes like just the way that he thinks about like things mechanically Mm -hmm. he adjusted the way that he fights as vader to account for his lack of mobility even though later he could have um gotten a newer suit that caused him that would give him more mobility he wanted the suit that he had that was less mobile because it caused him more physical pain and discomfort to be in the older suit thus making him have more rage and more power in his like uh evil force ability so it's like he hmm. chose that suit specifically, even though he could have gotten another one later, just so that way he could be more angry to hurt more. Sounds like a white dude, yeah. 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 It's even more angsty when you read it. <laughs> <laughs> like no wonder fucking like, no wonder fucking Kylo Ren is sitting in his room, like reading Vader's logs and shit, being like Leave me alone, Dad. Like, I'm just saying, you give a white man the chance to, you know, deal with his emotional pain and baggage, and he will not. Have you not thought there, there is there is entire IPs, there are entire storylines, there are entire like like things that Anakin did that Darth Vader did after becoming Darth Vader. That he specifically did for his own self-interest. Like there were multiple things. Have you guys 
uh, heard of any of the, the storyline of the VR games, which are canon, by the way. What? No. No. Oh, I've no. played the VR games because I have them. And the VR games are about, like, the storyline of Darth Vader trying to bring back Padme to life. Oh, fucking Christ. Uh, like, as Darth Vader trying to bring Padme back to life. So he tried I to do that, don't play mm-hmm. just the wise bullshit. My I mean, they addressed why he became a Sith in the first place. Yeah. Like, it, like, like, I rem- like in, when you play the game, you're like hiding in a vent because you're like trying to escape the like the like the prison that they put you in and shit. And you're a force sensitive person that they need so that way they can act like uh, activate like a Jedi holocron that you don't know about technically, but it's something that as a fan you'd know about. But like it's it's one of those things where it's just like your character is like sneaking through and you see that shit from like a grate and in VR that yeah. There's a lot that of sounds terrifying. There's a lot of content that's canon that is not the the movies that add so much more. <laughs> angry, I'm angry, I'm so angry. You know, I really thought I was gonna be able to stop at the movies, um, but the more you keep talking, the the closer I get to just looking up like a chronological timeline list of every piece of star wars information that would take you literally months to go through yes and years because marvel you, marvel, you really underestimate my hyper fixations no you underestimate the amount of star wars content that exists yeah, and marvel you underestimate the power of the dark side and this is a franchise that has existed for over 50 years or almost 50 years now no over 50 right yeah over 50 almost over 50. 45 45 okay 45 um and marvel has some marvel has some great um well they're not canon but marvel has some great um comics um star wars comics dr yeah um, dr kafka um kafka i cannot pronounce her name there's a really good one that's recent that's canon that is about how right after uh anakin became darth vader he had to be he had to create his lightsaber by uh uh, killing and uh, corrupting the kyber crystals of the uh, certain remaining Jedi. Like that's a really good one. That's canon. Like for I would recommend for anyone. That's a really good comic. And there is one with Maul. I keep forgetting the fucking name. Darth Maul. Darth Maul has a more um, a couple of issues of Marvel. With Maul. oh, like, I think it's the name of the planet, Dathomir. Yeah, I think that. Um... See, but that just reminds me again. To bring it back to the goddamn movies, how George Lucas just really doesn't understand his own creation, mm-hmm. because he somehow, and when I say creation, I mean Star Wars in general, but also the fans as well. Because um, he thought people would actually love Jar Jar Binks, and then be happy that he straight up murked Darth Maul at the end of the first movie. Oh, he was like, so wrong. And also, fuck the fans. Ahmed Bess, uh, who played Jar Jar Binks, does not deserve, him and the kid who played um, Anakin, did not deserve any of the Veritas that they got. Oh, absolutely not. So, like, and it's, and it's still see, cool to see Ahmed Bess still working with Lucasfilm because he did that um, Star Wars challenge show with the kids. And he was playing a Jedi instead. It's on. It's on YouTube. 
So it was like it was all it was like a scripted like think Legend of the Hidden Temple, but it's Star Wars. And he's the host. <laughs> so I was like, it's good him seeing still working and putting Jar Jar Binks far, far away. I can't remember how many there were, but I remember when episode three came out, Burger King did a, a thing that had like 32 different toys or something like that that were all Star Wars toys. And I think I collected like 29 before they stopped the program. Damn. Well, I I'm sure you I, can find the last one on eBay. I can't talk. I'm when, when Like $1,000 minimum. Yeah. I remember yeah. when Power Rangers the movie was coming out. McDonald's had that program. We, I remember we was hitting up almost every damn McDonald's to look for all the Rangers. We got them, but still. <laughs> Yo, for real though. Oh my god. I still purchase McDonald's Happy Meals. Not because of the toys, but because sometimes I want McDonald's chocolate milk. Huh. It's very specific. I think that's Altadena. It's either that or Dairy Pure or something like that. I just know that nothing smacks better at 2 o'clock in the morning when you're like fried yeah. than McDonald's chocolate milk. You know, I have like, that, that premium chalky milk. Them chalky milk vibes. It, it was Taco Bell. Now it's uh, Jack in the Box. Yo, it's always been Jack in the Box for me. I have never eaten at a Jack in the Box. We don't have those here in Florida. <gasps> you guys have a lot of Wendy's, though. You guys we have, have so Wendy's. many Wendy's, yeah. but Wendy's is not as good as you think it is. Oh no, Wendy's it's, is fire! All right, I I I, I would defend. Here it's a lot better just because we don't no. have because we def- I'm I be defend. Honest, the only there thing are Wendy's certain is fries and vanilla frosties. There are certain items that are good at Wendy's, but I really like. Fun fact about Wendy's: Did you know that their chocolate frosties are actually half vanilla because they thought that the um the chocolate would be too much? Huh. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Back in my day, late white man who thought chocolate was too much flavor. Back in my day, the chocolate they served was chocolate. Yes, (laughs) that is such a white person thing, though. <laughs> yeah. The they, 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 excuse me. Excuse me. This chocolate is a little too chocolatey for me. What, you you give me a little too much Halley for my berry. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 oh my god. <laughs> Halle Berry though. You can never have enough Halle Berry. That's my point. Ooh. It's not enough. <laughs> as well. I'm swear. One more? No, we're not going. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole again. We're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> we're not going down that rabbit hole again. If and, you want to listen to, you know, Giant Country Robot episode twenty, if I remember correctly. Well, why are you calling out the episode, yo? <laughs> I said I think. <laughs> you know, uh, hallucinous and dirty old man. It's fine. Uh, no one's gonna care. That's the funny thing. I will say this: What the fuck is that with George Lucas and underwear? Like, like seriously, it doesn't exist in this fucking universe. Oh, that that is a funny little fun fact that I knew. I Wait, like, what? Um, so canonically, Carrie Fisher um didn't oh. wear a bra in any of the Star Wars movies because he thought that. they just wouldn't exist in space. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, there's some things. There's some things about that set. Yeah. I'm just. 
You want to review? Sure, you want to review? You want to review them now, <laughs> so we can talk about something else. Make sure you review. I mean, give them the scores so we can talk about something. <laughs> oh, the scores. Oh. Star Wars is episode one and two. Yeah. <laughs> Out of five. Out of five. We know Benny this is going to be like negative. <laughs> I don't mean to speak for you, Benny. I don't mean. I don't mean to speak for you. Mm. I apologize for that. Yo. I give it. Um, he told Carrie Fisher, "Quote: In space, your bra would strangle you." Yeah, spoken like a true man. Mm. Clearly, he uh, wasn't an astrophysicist. Yo, how I'd be like, how do you know? It's like the same men that you know make bikini armor just for the women and not for the men because they're like, no, right? that's totally gonna protect you from. I want to be able to feel the breeze while I fight dragons. Ugh, there was one. Okay, that's gonna do a whole different tangent. I was like, oh, there's one movie where a guy had a mid drift top. It was a very terrible movie. Um, Conan. Not Conan. Um, it was a Conan ripoff. Oh my god, what was it called? Call the Coker. No. No. Um, disappointed! Red Sonia? No. Um, Deathstalker. What the fuck is Deathstalker? Deathstalker is a series of movies from the 80s and early 90s that are just legit Conan ripoffs and they are all over the place so like it's kind of like um so imagine like Beastmaster uh, like like James Bond how James Bond has been played by different people yeah. and the Deathstalker Deathstalker has been played by different people but I think specifically I think it was Deathstalker 2 or like Deathstalker man had like a buddy that was helping him out and he legit had a midriff top and like loincloth and I'm like yes equality this is the this is the uh unfortunately for audio listeners you guys can't see but this, uh I found the oh what the fuck the cover art for oh my god they have like the heavy metal type cover art yes yeah yes, it's yes. very much 80s heavy metal like mega death like kind of style of like like watercolor oil painting you guys need those type of good bad movies death stalker series is where it's at like it's it's primo bad movies but like enjoyably bad for how stupid they are this Um, this is doubling down that we need to do a benny's corner on obscure movies that you just pull out of nowhere i will (laughs) gladly do that there are Um, these Yep. Deathstalker, Deathstalker 2, Deathstalker and the Warriors from Hell, Deathstalker 4, March or uh, Match of the Titans. Match of Titans, sorry. Um, yeah, no, there's so many. But to go back to my Star Wars review, I'm going to give these uh three empty hourglasses out of 10 because I do not like sand. <laughs> Um, you can follow me on Letterbox as always. I gave episode one and two a two out of five, and it's more and I wrote more in depth on it. 
Don't read episode three. I really went in on that one. <laughs> uh, episode three is probably the most pivotal of the prequels. Mm-hmm. It did get Clone Wars a three out of five. Only because they introduced a new character, which is Ahsoka. I'm, I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to say they're, they're not that bad. But at the same time, like, I get why people don't like them. So I'm going to try to be fair. And I'm going to give them both threes. Okay. And what would you give um, Clone Wars? Relatively to all the other ones, I personally like the other ones better than these two. These two are my least bottom ones. But um, I, I'm still going to give them higher marks than you guys are giving them just because they're not that bad to me, but that's to me. Mm-hmm. And Clone Wars? Clone Wars? Mm-hmm. What would you give that? Oh, uh, Clone Wars, I would give that one a, at least at least a 3.5. Okay, so we're about the same on Clone Wars. I also yeah. said, that's, that's, I said about a three. Okay. Yeah, because Clone Wars, like, Clone Wars gets extra points for me than over over um, Phantom Menace. Because Phantom Menace, I do enjoy what it sets up as as a movie on its own, though. It's just like, uh, it's a little, uh, it's it's not a movie on its own. It's a movie set up, it's a movie made to be set up, it's setting stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um. Two definitely has its own beats, and I personally can enjoy two on its own more than than Phantom Menace. So that's why it gives a little bit more. And then plus we get cool monsters in that one. And that is our first part of um, part one, two, and three of nine. One part one, two, three. Episode one, two, and Clone Wars. Um, next week we'll be doing episode three. We may tag something on at the end of episode three because that'll be a very quick ass review. <laughs> but um, I did promise last week, so we'll get to see. Well, now know if everyone watched Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness trailer, and Moon Knight. Did y'all see these trailers? I have not looked at it yet. You got to watch this. But trailer. that is because I have like eight Marvel movies I need to watch. Uh, in order to catch up on all the Marvel lore. Oh, you didn't see WandaVision. So you, oh! I I have seen WandaVision, but, like, I haven't watched any of the Spider-Man Tom Holland movies. I haven't seen, like, the past three or four recent Marvel movies either. Have you seen Doctor Strange? And You see it? You saw, you saw I, WandaVision before. I have... I have watched the first Doctor Strange movie, and I am very excited for this Doctor Strange movie. I just don't want to spoil anything for myself inadvertently by watching the trailer, because I haven't watched so many previous Marvel movies that I need to watch for context. That is very valid. Yeah. That is very valid. Because Wanda set a line I think Benita will like, but then Benita will have the rebuttal from that line Wanda says to Doctor Strange. I love how you're like describing everything around the line except the line. I, because I, I, here's the thing though, and he's very quiet. I don't think I'll have a rebuttal. If I sing you the photo, would you have one? If I sing you the photo, what I'm, what I'm, what I, I don't want to spoil for, for Jason. Not fair. That's like telling someone, like, all right, like, I know this is but, gonna, like, I, but, I don't, but, but, but. <laughs> no, but here's the thing though, I don't want, to, you, but. I don't want to spoil. 
anything from the trailer for Jason who wants to be who wants to go into uh, more likely want to go into the movie like didn't see the trailer which you technically did do Christian like you went we went to a movie you was like I didn't see the trailer I'm going in this with an open mind yeah, and what happened? You was a very we was well actually both we was very emotional when we came out of Spider Man. Yeah, still. no, I <laughs> I love going into movies knowing as little as I need to know. That my personal rule, I will watch the first trailer, and that's it. If I care about it, because otherwise the second, the third, the fucking like 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 teaser to the trailer, whatever bullshit that they do, mm-hmm. always always spoils the movie. True. So. Yeah, I'm happy we went into like Spider-Man like that, and honestly, it's my favorite Spider-Man out of the three. Um, then Moon Knight, we got official. They didn't show much, nothing new. More just um, mm-hmm. that it was March 30th, so literally right around the corner. Yup. Yep. Excited for these. Okay. Uh, um, I'm just glad we get more Doctor Strange content. Gonna be honest. I really like Benedict Cumberbatch's face. <laughs> I, I am very. Um, I can't. Okay, oh, we're just gonna have to move on because I, I, I really want to talk about Dark Strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Moon Knight. I don't know anything about the character. Just um, only like the bits and pieces I shared in this group. So I'm very interested to see how that's gonna come out. Um. Obi-Wan will be out the day our final review and the ranking will come out, which will be May 25th. Damn. The anniversary of episode four. Yep. So, yes, we're going to, I'm going to watch Obi-Wan and we're going to review Obi-Wan. That'll be interesting. I'm on. I feel like that's a lot. What? Too much Star Wars content? Well, you're wanting us to do like our final review and then each of us do our rankings. So we're going to have to talk about each of those movies all over again about the no, no, rankings. No, 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 no. And then we're going to have to do Obi-Wan okay. review. That's just a lot. Okay. We don't have to do it. Okay. It's fine. But also, we don't have to really talk about these. We already, we all know. To be I've... fair, this has been planned for like over a year. I know. I figure oh. I figure people would do all we want, but I, I, we was we being very vocal, so no. But also, not I expect the one way from Benita's response, and I got another one. Yeah, that's what happens when you when you uh, assume. Assume, yeah, it makes an ass out mm-hmm. of you. Mhm. Mhm. Wow. Assume. Mhm. Should we just do the trial of um, Desi is Dead then? <laughs> oh, wait. Are we dragging uh, uh, Max in again as a character? Yeah, let's do it. <gasps> Look how excited Jason got at that. <laughs> let's do it. Because we, right. we had technical difficulties the last time we tried to do this. And now everything is working. We are we're doing very fine in terms of recording. Hey, yo, am I gonna have to call a surprise guest just to flame uh, 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 Maxon? I would literally kill for Oz to pop in and flame Maxon right now. <laughs> no, no, like 
detailed notes on my character i felt like i had to take notes on what oz was saying like they they gave me information about my character i didn't even know we did like 35 minutes in a lost podcast just about this yeah oh wow like that that was the one that got lost so it was so it was so great and whenever Gonna capture it again. It's not, like, gonna, be, it's not gonna be captured, but can't capture lightning in a bottle twice. However, yeah, like Maxon's gonna fucking try. <laughs> but um, because he he just don't okay. hurt. We don't have to flame you, but do y'all wanna like briefly? How uh how do you how did you guys feel about last session? Does anyone want to talk about what happened last session? Shit was fucking wild. There, there are three people in this body, head ass. So for, for you legit needed the intervention of two different gods to bring down this fucking aboleth. Listen, I sat stunned on the ground for for the whole time. Like, so for context, we are ta- we are once again talking about our our home D and D game. Uh, the, what happened this last week was the majority of, uh, of the players all fought a large abolith, um, trying to defend a small mushroom city, and they did beat it, but it was a wild-ass session and a wild fight. <laughs> it knocked down all but Maxin on that first fucking attack. Uh, it, it was, it was like... It knocked down everyone a very good chunk, and it put it at a point to where if any of them got hit a second time, they'd be down. Fucking 49 damage. Yeah, and... Damage in one shot to I, each. And when you was telling me the, the amount of damage it can do, I was like, I like the people we have here. I don't want them dead. So I'm no, going I haven't... Punched my dad yet? I am too young to die. Like legitimately, I would. I was freaking out because. Do you want to know how many dice I rolled for that? <laughs> we, I don't we, know, probably we, like counted like five. Huh? I counted ten. I rolled. You walked over with a handful of dice. I I was I I rolled fourteen d six for that. Jesus. It could have been worse. Yeah. Because you, you said it was a level 9 attack that it hit everyone. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, oh shit, if it does it again, it we, was a, we it, fucked. So little behind the screen now, it couldn't. That was the it can only do it once. Okay, okay. But, Thank God. But it had plenty of other things. I, it had Plenty of other things. I read up on it after we, like I said, I like to read up the, the, uh, the fights after we're done. I'm um, like, the monsters after we're done. And it can lay eggs into a person's body. I was like, oh, yeah. Were you looking up what it could do? Yeah. I was. I always do that after we've done the fight because I'm like, I'm not, ex- it could happen. Yeah. But I'm not expecting us to go against it again, but it could happen. Could happen, but yeah. that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't read up on the mind. So what did you find out? So what did you find out? Because just the, for the record, I I use a homebrew. I use a very specific homebrew source 
for like the mod changes that I use. So none of the stats are the same, mm -hmm. but the general a lot of the general stuff is still there. But I do add extra stuff and I do change certain things. But most of the behaviors end up being around the same. I went through D and D Beyond. Yeah, so that's standard. All right. So what'd you learn? Um, it can enslave up to three days um, as a multi uh, multi attack um, using its tentacles. Um, it has a mucus cloud. Um, probing telepathy, which it tried to do to me. No, it tried to enslave you. Wait, oh yeah, the enslave. Um, yeah. I was like, oh my god. And then the creating of the water, regional effects. Um, this one had me like a little bit worried. Um, it called eternal memories. Abelif have flawless memories. They pass their knowledge on experience um, from generation to generation. Thus, the injury of their defeat by the gods remains perfectly preserved in their minds. Oh yeah. So when I got to that, I was like, "Oh fuck!" Oh. So you made another one. It's gonna remember. You know, maybe it's a good thing I sat on the ground with my head in my hands the whole time. I like to think technically, <laughs> Maxine, Dora, and Vice, and and to a certain to a certain to a lesser degree, Mouse. That the next Abelov's like, I know these people. Oh yeah, I know what they can do. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I, I have to write to be worried. Um, enemies of the gods, Abelov's um, fall from power is uh, is written in stark clarity on their flawless memories. For Abelov, never truly die. If an Abelov body is destroyed, its spirit returns to the eternal plane of water, where a new body coalesces for it uh, coalesces for it over days or months ultimately abelis dream of overthrowing the gods and regaining control of the world abelis have had untold eons to plot and prepare um, plans for perfect execution oh yeah I, <laughs> I i i know we 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 have this model fuck around to find out Remember, remember when I told you that like something at home level was gonna happen? Mm -hmm. I meant it. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Don't I throw I just need to punch my dad before I die. I felt okay, okay, legitimately. You have no idea how hard it was for me to fucking keep a straight face when you were literally when I was like looking down. And I was like counting dice, and I was like, like you know, doing the whole thing of like bringing up all the dice, and I could literally just hear you being like, "I can't die yet. I haven't punched my dad in the face yet. Like I haven't lived long enough. I have so, so much character development left." That shit was fucking funny. <laughs> like I, I was tackling. I, I I walked into it with the expectation that at least two people would end up down. I yeah, I, I did not think I was going to be one. I told Desi I was worried. Yeah, I I told Desi in person that there was a possibility of a team wipe. I was messaging fucking christian like when <laughs> mouse went down and i'm just like as peck i don't i'm i'm mad i cannot help i am very mad yeah i cannot help mouse 
Yeah. That's when, that is when uh messages like we gotta protect uh mouse. And I was like, okay, okay. And I was like <laughs> I was I was like, but what I wanted to do, what I did with Maxim was I felt it was too narratively early. Cause I was just gonna go straight to the fight, just being like as stealthy as possible, shooting my arrows. Yeah. But then when all this shit happened, I was like, damn it! I was like, all right, I'll just do it. What we talked about narratively, and then when Maxon just caught like caught on to shot um to Nocturne, and then we got the appearance of Demon Nox. Ah, that was so cool too. I was like, and I he has so an and, and that character has a name now. I was so happy because I was like, okay, I need to. It, it was like that thing of like, I don't know how to describe it. This is what this is the best way I can describe it. It was that thing of me pushing you guys out of the nest. Yeah. That's what it felt like. It felt like me pushing you guys out of the nest and being like, and literally being like, you guys are either going to die or or you're going to figure out how to survive. You know, fun fact, birds don't actually push their young out of nests. They lure them out onto smaller branches until they figure out how to fly. I mean, theoretically, that's even more accurate then. <laughs> and I, I and I got to be better at remembering stuff to text. That's I, more I, accurate. I got I got to remember. I got to remember. She's just leading you out onto branches that are weak and will snap. Yo, y'all, here's the funny thing. Y'all, I try to lead you guys on certain branches, and then you decide to go into a different tree. Yeah. That's actually far more accurate. Yeah. but I mean, is that not the very bread and butter of D&D, though? Yeah, I'll tell you this. This wasn't originally this the plan for this session. Not, I mean, not like, the, like in general. I just mean, like, there was a moment where I had stuff very, like, I thought set up in certain ways where I was like, okay, like, I can foresee what's going to happen in the next three sessions. Oh, I'll tell and you. And then all of a sudden you guys were like, we're going to the mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, Benny, you left after this one. Fucking mushrooms. You left after when Christian revealed this. When he kept on asking us our placement in line, like placement of where we were standing. He let me be aware. And I was like, I am so fucking glad I moved. If I would have remained where I was at trying to shoot bows and arrows, I would have been one of I would have been one of the three that got one of the two that got no, yeah, technically three. He most likely would have been murdered along with Kush and with Scarlet if he killed. Oh shit. So. Like that 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 guy functionally was in one of the other caves that you guys never checked. There's two other caves that you guys never checked in there. You have no Oh, so we could have just straight up encountered him in general. Like I think that would guys, have been a, I think that would have been a team party kill right there if we would I'll tell to you this. That would have been a TPK. You want to know what the the real difference was between like when you lost two party mates versus when you didn't? Mm -hmm. Like mechanically? Mm -hmm. Mechanically I didn't have that guy fight you. I didn't pull that. But originally, if it was a full party of eight people and you guys stayed in the caves, I was going to force you guys out by having him come out and attack you guys from inside. 
Interesting. Did we say we didn't say his name? No. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Just want to make sure my notes were interesting. Good on that. Just trying to absolutely fucking murderize all of us. Yo, like I, is it weird that I think that I have so much fun? Not that I, not that I think that I have so much fun. I mean, like, is it weird that I have so much fun during the week? Thinking about different ways to murder my friends. <laughs> no. You know how much anxiety I suffer in between Sundays? I, okay, so that brings me up on a great point. I honestly loved the break. <laughs> Why? <laughs> we, skipped, we skipped a week. Oh, the week. Like, yeah. And I was kind of, it was, it was kind of nice just having like a nice, just weekend yeah like not that i'm saying like i dread sunday nights but i'm also like make sure i get all this shit done before D and so it was nice not to no yeah like we like, not to I, have that like no, i get it no i get it i do it was it was it was one of those things where it's like i needed that week too uh, and you know it's unfortunate why but at the same time i think it, overall it's gonna be okay Mm-hmm. And now, but, now that Oz is here, we can officially do the trial of Maxon. Oh, oh, right, right. The trial of Max of one Maxon Trevelyan. I'm what not- is there to say about this man other than he fucked around, he found out, and now he's dealing with it? <laughs> I like how he keeps changing his name, and he's like trying to claim to be like oh, I'm a feminist because I took my wife's name. But then he always says Trevelyan, and then in this last session, he called his wife Mrs. Trevelyan. Oh, that was of. oh, that was a sarcastic. T- that was um, that was him being um sarcastic. Uh, I'll I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. Because uh, his official name is Trevelyan Baltong, but he never goes by the fucking Baltong. Because he, he didn't want to pull his wife into it. Um, and, and, like, now she's in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like performative so, feminism so, to me. Oh, my Ladies God. And gentlemen, <laughs> um, Maxon has always been talking about his uh, about his wife. And I thought it best that not only to bring in Maxon's wife as an NPC, but have that as a NPC guest character. So uh, we've had someone playing Maxon's wife in-game. <laughs> And you know, honestly, the person that plays Maxon's wife does it so well that half the party is planning to steal Maxon's wife, including yeah. me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's done. It's done wonderfully. So perfectly. Like, th- this woman took me out for iced coffee. She already owns my heart. Like I would die for her. Uh, we'll, we'll I can't. Like this last session. <laughs> This last session was one of those sessions where, like, afterwards, I was uh, I was talking to Oz, and I was like, you know, there's a good amount of sessions where, like, you f- afterwards you feel DM drop, where it's just like all of the like adrenaline and excitement, of, like what just happened, kind of like finally washes out, and then you're just kind of like in that low of like endorphins gone. Mm-hmm. But um, but this last session, it was like. I don't know how to describe it. It was... Man, how do I describe it? I can't believe that I got to DM that session for you guys. I was. It's on the level of... 
Oh, this session was on the level of the dragon bone, the dragon, uh, the bone dragon fight, like leading up to that bone dragon fight. Yeah. Like saving Maxine from being trapped in the um, in the cave. Yeah. And then finding mystery and stuff. Yeah. Then finding mystery. And then inadvertently triggering the dragon to that led up to the um, the implosion that Ulf made. Yep. Here, that was, that was the start of like Ulf being sent into the Shadowfell. Uh, uh, well, not sent into, but he. There's a whole mechanical thing that I still haven't told you guys about yet because I can't because it still matters. <laughs> and then here we had, I equate this to a horror thriller like it was just a mystery that kept on building i was like what the fuck is up with these mushrooms and then we inadvertently stumbled on a fucking dragon but this dragon took off too quickly because it is the dragon scared of something as well and then we fucking the zombie <laughs> got out of that but then the abolith and then a mind flare just out of nowhere like sitting waiting buying this fucking time waiting for, like what is it waiting for and then, um, Vice, who, like, normally, on point, couldn't do shit, but talk shit. And then, inadvertently, like, getting everyone hurt, essentially. Oh, yeah. Inadvertently getting everyone hurt. And I'm like, I can't, and it was one of those instances where I was like, like I made it. That was almost to the level of Maxon insulting the, the orc chieftain. Yeah. I was like, I uh, this is the one time I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to say anything because I'd done the same thing. Except for I actually got someone murdered. Yeah, the difference was that you didn't have the same ability to to protect the people around you like you did this time. Yeah, this time I was like, I don't want none of these people, even those I dislike, dead. I'm going to do this. Even if it means I'm pissing off people I care about. You know, we all have days where our dice decide to hate us. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Whew! That was a good session. I'm, and, and I was still riding that fucking high. I was, I'm, still, I'm still technically riding that high two days later. Hey, thank you. That, that means so much to me and is so flattering to me that it, that it is like that. If it, like, that, the fact that it is like that. Because, like, legitimately, that... Like I, I I try my best to give you guys entertainment off of that game, and that was one of those sessions where I feel like I was equally as entertained doing it as you hope you guys hopefully were playing. Because it had me laughing. I was like, I'm kind of glad I was on mute for that part this bit. When Max <laughs> said, "There's three in him, and you don't need a fourth. Everyone collectively, we're writing this down. We yeah, have every same time was just like. <laughs> like we're gonna Listen, have a, you're, so, gonna the notes. you're so vague about the information you give us we have to write down specific things to ask you about or else we will never find out what the fuck happened <laughs> because everybody was like oh we're going to interrogate this motherfucker after we, when this is all said and done like, nobody let him forget that he said that and then... <laughs> I was like I was literally I'm still thinking like how is this interrogation of, of Max is going to play out? Yeah, I love how you're trying to, to insinuate or like facilitate, I should say, 
the trial of one Max and Trevelyan here during this podcast because it's very bold of you to assume that that's going to happen on this podcast. Oh no, no, and not I'm not going to assume. I'm not. I'm not. No, no, no. In game, I was always thinking, what's going to happen in game? No, there si- will be the trial of one Max and Trevelyan in game. Because I'm saying like, it can go either way. I can lose friends. I can gain friends who I don't want to be, <laughs> be friends with. I can lose my wife. Because that was a very violent thing you described. And I wanted to stop and just give you a, a, a stand of applause when you describe what Maxon's going through with his transformation. Thank you. I appreciate that. Because I was like, holy shit. I did not even picture that whatsoever. It, like, I, I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I think about that stuff. That's the stuff I think. That's why I love your guys' characters. Because all of your characters do things like that that at least in my head it's like dude these people are fucking amazing like the way that like the things that they go through in their character like perspective is fucking insane when you think about it and that's what i try my best to describe for you guys i don't ever want you guys to feel like i'm describing your character for you i just hope to like give that extra flavor of like why your character might be feeling something but I don't. You, just, you give Alaria so much angst. Mm. Alaria gives me a lot of angst in the writing. All right. So much <laughs> angst for a what eighty five year old character. <laughs> I was. Well, I mean, it's well angsty for an elf. That's the thing for yeah. an elf. Yeah, like I had I had a legit insult. In <laughs> Maxine, my world, elves live thousands of years, bro. Like I, I know, but Maxine had an insult for Alaria, like. How can you be angsty like a teenager and you're older than me? Like, Wait, that was gonna she be never my... had any form of rebellion, okay? In theory, she's that like, You legit ask that question as a Mass Effect fan. Like, the fuck, bro? The fuck? What? As a Dragon Age fan, you legit ask that question? Excuse me? I am not. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're not tr- doing a trial of Desmond now. Look, Excuse I w- me. I am not. We can do one in the same because, bro, you are not fooling anyone. Maxon is fairly much like you as a person. Oh my god. You know what? And it's fine. I'm not knocking you for that. I'm just saying. You judging me. You are not. You are. You are not as slick as you think you are, and that's fine. I'm not. I'm never. Uh, I never thought. That's I was fine. So slick. That's I'm, fine. I'm slick. That's fine. I'm not slick. But I'm just saying. How can you ask that question? Look. With all of the context you have from two of your most favorite fucking games in the world. I try not to bring up video games as much as I can. Whoa! man that uses strictly 100% actually probably 99.9% Dragon Age for all of your D&D backstory. Uh, How many times I talk to Ben and I'm like, oh, Desi told me this thing that we can work on that we're like, I want to work on the game. And Benny will be like, that motherfucker's using Dragon Age again. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> I don't catch it. 
And that's why I love that Benny does. <laughs> and because I told you, I told you not to use Dragon Age because you know that I don't know it. And you still do it. <laughs> so I just roll with it. I just got a fucking translator now. <laughs> Campaign 3. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Nice segue. Nice segue. Campaign 3. Maxim's being tabled. <laughs> Campaign 3. Maxim's a Dovahkiin. No. <laughs> he's gonna be- he's gonna be Jefferson Starship. <laughs> he's gonna be going- no, no. Ziggy Stardust. He's gonna be Ziggy Stardust. Here's the thing. I'm- I'm gonna give you a reason to want to table Maxon, not because of like, oh, it's gonna be bad or anything. Like, I'm hoping that I can offer you a satisfying ending to Maxon before campaign three. Okay. I'm not saying like, oh, we gotta get rid of him. No, 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 no. It's more like more of player fatigue. I, I, and also, yeah. I want to. I'm serious when I say not. Using two franchises that I know verbatim to po- to the point where yes, I plagiarized. I can admit that. I'm I'm, I'm I can I can admit that. Where's your only after you were called out of it? Oh no 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 no! I knew I was. Yes 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 yes. Hold on hold on hold on. Can I? I have the floor. All right, am I defending myself? I'm I'm admitting my guilt. I was well aware of my plagiarism. I made no. This is way before. No. You, okay. Okay. Honor, okay. No. 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 I'm sorry. You can't try me, for your honor. I wanted to kill him. Try not. <laughs> that was a fucking pee and pill sketch. To- no. No. <laughs> you cannot say I was aware of the plagiarism because everybody who plagiarizes is always aware of the plagiarism. You did not share the plagiarism. To your DM who you shared it to. You took ownership of that poem without disclosing it. And you only admitted to the plagiarism after we called you out on it. Yeah. So don't try and do this weird fucking defending bullshit to be like, I knew I was plagiarizing. Like, yeah, dude. We fucking know you knew you were plagiarizing. We got that. Hey, we did, understand. The glove did not fit. I'm gonna equip. My man. Oh. I just don't hey, have enough fear in the world. Like, are you sure you want to try Maxin on this podcast? That's why I'm like, are you sure? Ouch. <gasps> I feel like I got a chunk taken out of me on that one. <laughs> By this point. <laughs> I I'm so feel- glad I'm here for this. For the record, for the record, Oz would just like to point out that they sim for you. Because here's the thing, though. We have a person who can call me on my bullshit. Okay? This is what it is. We we finally found- You found someone, finally. Who can call me on my- Who knew me, knows me long enough to call me on my bullshit. So, I can't do Shit! Going for it. Nope. 
You can do whatever you want. No, 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 no. no. It gets, it, 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 here's the thing. It's been to the point where I was like, I asked you to table Max so I can be an assistant DM for parts of Campaign 3. <laughs> so I, and I want to. And I want to. And I would love that. <laughs> You know how fun it would be? We can absolutely swap. I will create a character and you can be the assistant DM. 100%. I was hoping Benny was going to be a character in general, not assistant DM. When I found out what it was going to be, I was like, fuck. <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was literally the words I said when you said, oh, she's going to be your assistant DM. I was like, fuck! <laughs> I thought about doing a character, but then I felt like I knew too much behind the scenes that I was like, I can't. Like, that just... Can? That just means I have to stop telling you. I mean, true, but... But by now, it's actually, okay. It's so much better. By it now, so legitimately, know you know enough to not. spoil good chunks of the campaign. Yeah. So. Like, I would say Benny has probably about 75% of the campaign. I'm cool with creating my own character. I already had an idea of creating one that's, like, um, half, um, like, what is it, like, gnome? And then half orc. So it's like, you know, when you see like a corgi and like a German shepherd. And so it just looks <laughs> like a mini German shepherd. Yeah. So like, that's what I want to create is just like, Amazing. they're the size of a gnome, but they look like an orc. I feel like it is imperative that I share that my dog is in fact a Jack Russell Terrier corgi mix. Oh. And he looks exactly like that. <laughs> there's, there's a character in Box Machina named Scanlan. And I think you know who he is, right, um, Chris. Yeah. I never wanted to play a bard until watching <laughs> watching Box Machina and Critical Role. I was like, I want to be our group's version of Scanlan. Still need this to watch them. Champion Three is going to be really interesting because now, you know, I have to I have to mention. Um, I have finally been watching JoJo's. Oh. And and w at this point, like, I am no longer afraid of what to do after exploring multiverses. Because I'm like, wait, there is so much more potential. <laughs> is there a possibility you can throw our characters in another, multi in another universe and we just like, oh, fuck, I could be here. Oh, honestly, I'm kind of like I'm kind of thinking that might happen before the end of this campaign. But oh, that's the sure. whole. <laughs> well, let's make sure. Let's just make sure Jason gets to do what they want to do before we start. Playing. Oh no! I yeah. just need to punch my dad, please, for the love of God. Right, right. No, but what I'm saying is right. Like, like, j just think about it this way. One of the possible timelines. I, this is an idea that I didn't use, by the way. Oh. One of the possible things was like, what if you slapped your dad and that became like a, a like apex event that needs to always happen and somehow that event did not happen across different multiverses and you had to travel to different versions of the universe to actively go slap your dad at least in like a thousand different universes to be able to like bring balance. I would be so some on back board to future with that. Shit right you there. have no idea. Like I like I've got some weird ass concepts for some new shit. And I can't honestly think the idea of, like, I cannot.
think the absurdity that is JoJo enough. I for like the possibility of how crazy shit can be. <laughs> I have a story idea for you, but I don't want to say it while we're still recording. So I'll Fair. let's make this. Uh, let's end it here. Thank you for listening to Space Side Collective Podcast. Um, our first review, um, re- review and recap of D and D. Um, remember, you can always listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Which I'm very surprised we're um, artist talk with um, Jackie Mendoza. In total, hundred um hundred plays. Nice. Out of all the shows, that is the one that accumulates over a hundred streams in total. So thank you for that. And Jackie also extend um thank you for those who was listen who listened to the, that episode of Artist Talk. Um our highest episode, me singing I get knocked down. <laughs> I don't know why. D- what sir? What? Okay, if you are going to be singing I Get Knocked Down, does that mean you are literally going to be singing the lyrics Pissing the Night Away? <laughs> I legit do not know the name, the, the, the lyrics to that song. Other than I Get Knocked Down? I Get Back Up Again? Oh no, I do know Pissing... Uh, You're never going to keep me down? <sighs> Once again... <laughs> I am so proud. <laughs> This is, you know, smile fall for bringing Benny back out of the, um, you know, like, bringing her back, you know, be like, yo, I need my best friend Benny now. <laughs> We're I'm on beer three tonight, if you guys were wondering. <laughs> and now, you just woke up and chose violence. Wow, this is how it feels to not to be the chaotic one. <laughs> it was a rough day at work, so started right after i clocked out you know what i'm not gonna pull an anakin i'm just gonna say thank you i love you all thank you for listening to this podcast and i love everyone on this podcast thank you for being here please do not use alcohol as a copy mechanism do not do not drink responsibly kids seek help not kids adults drink responsibly adults seek help and it's such a mess but i love you guys (laughs) (sighs) Well, <laughs>